Hello everyone, and welcome back to another solo spooky story. My name is Rob, and today I'll be your host. These are shorter episodes that come out every other week, and it's just myself or Suze presenting a solo story. Could be anything from a case that doesn't feature in a main episode because there's not enough there, all the way to just a cool story that we've seen online or a listener submission. So it's kind of really about anything. Kind of just covers the the whole spectrum of spooky. So. To get things started, uh, today we are actually talking about the mythology of Irish werewolves. These weren't really something that were kind of on my radar. Obviously, everyone knows what a werewolf is, but uh, Irish werewolves in particular wasn't really on my radar, actually. And it was actually a, a friend of the show, uh, Kieran Hickey, who put us onto it. So, Kieran, thanks for, for the nod to look at these. Hopefully, the this episode does it justice. Uh, and if we get enough interest, you know, maybe we might look into doing a full episode on it as well. So, for a bit of background... Obviously, as I said, everyone knows what a werewolf is, um, but in Ireland, they kind of go this little kind of step further, which is quite interesting. So according to legends and myths, obviously a person can become a werewolf if they're bitten by another. But in Ireland, and I'm not sure if this is for the rest of the world, uh, they can also be cursed by a powerful magician or a witch. That, that's also another step to becoming a werewolf, so it's just that added extra layer of complexity. Whereas the traditional werewolf that we all know, I'm not talking about Twilight, they obviously get turned into werewolves. It's a human that gets turned into a wolf during a full moon. Irish werewolves, on the other hand, though, are actually said to be able to shapeshift into wolves at will, and obviously usually during a full moon, but this is a, a choice that they make. That's one side to it. There is another side that I will get to in a bit. And then unlike other werewolves from folklore, Irish werewolves weren't actually considered evil. They're actually seen as protectors of the communities, and it was actually believed that they'd use their powers to defend their families and loved ones from harm. So, according to some versions of the legend of Irish werewolves, they were actually believed to be especially protective of children, and they'd actually go to great lengths to keep them safe from harm. So, I know I don't usually kind of like cite sources and things like that, but on this specific kind of story, I did actually find some cool cool websites and things like that and it would be a shame not to source them so i found one by uh bertie brosnan on filmmakerbyheart.medium.com really really cool article basically goes into the the history of irish werewolves and encounters with them so just talking about as i said werewolves being protective uh one of the kind of the more famous stories involves a mother who was out walking with her young child they were approached by a pack of wolves and naturally the mother was terrified but the wolves surrounded them and basically actually kept them safe until help arrived and then when the villagers came to rescue the mother and child they found that the wolves hadn't harmed them and basically left a deer carcass for them to eat as well so there's this kind of cool relationship that works between the wolves and people um really really interesting and for anyone that doesn't know ireland had a fairly large population of wolves up until i think it was the 1800s like there was accounts of wolves attacking villages in ireland and people obviously dying so like they, they had a, a very very large population and they're unfortunately extinct now in ireland but there has been in recent years kind of talks of trying to rewild the country again with, with wolves and then just one other story then of uh werewolves i suppose protecting people there was a an irish werewolf was said to have saved a girl from a group of bandits who had kidnapped her the werewolf basically chased the bandits away returned the girl safely to her family so it's you know pretty clear that werewolves in ireland have a very very different relationship with i suppose werewolves of the rest of the world they're you know they're as protectors and are more kind of in that kind of um i suppose like vigilante role i guess for lack of a better word or almost like superheroes where they 
protect people, they protect citizens, and they kind of like keep people safe and, you know, kind of keep a bit of order in the country. So really, really interesting. So the most, I suppose, famous werewolves of Ireland are the Ossery werewolves. So the ancient kingdom of Ossery um, comprised largely of what is now counties Leash and Kilkenny, primarily before the Normans arrived in Ireland in the late 12th century. So so a good bit before, obviously, any, <laughs> any modern Irish history. And the cool thing about the kings of Ossery is that they actually claimed descent from uh, one specific person, uh, Lanyoc Faelid, who was said to be the first person in Ireland to adopt the wolf shape. Uh, and then his brother was called Ferdoc Macdua, and he was also recorded in medieval genealogy as the king of Ossery and the ancestor of the subsequent generation of kings all the way to the Norman Conquest. So you have this really cool direct link there, tracing werewolves and royalty kind of together, linking them together and tracing them all the way back ancient Irish history, which is something that we also saw when we looked at the Fomorians, we saw again there was that link there, like linking people back generations and generations to uh, ancient population of, of Irish people. So the difference about the werewolves of Ossery in certain, I suppose, contexts is that the they were, are recorded in medieval Irish, English and Norse sources. So the legends, I'd say realistically, they come from the fact that warriors in ancient Ireland are they were referred to ha as having like wolf-like characteristics and you know it was also helped by the fact that they wore wolf skins to make themselves look more wild and feral um and apparently i saw online there was an adjective for irish warriors that where they'd say to to go wolfing so this was a term used by the warriors as they went on raids and these group of warriors became known as wolf warriors or lukthon uh, which means wolf skins they realistically are the basis for kind of the background to these stories about the werewolves. You know, it's pretty normal, I suppose, to link the two together. Um, so, as I said earlier, like, Ireland had a pretty, like, dense, like, large wolf population. So, uh, up until, I think it was the 16th century, Ireland was, like, vastly covered in woodland. Today, it has, I think, the lowest uh, forest cover in all of Europe. But in the 16th, 17th centuries, basically the total opposite. And wolves... Pretty much had the roam of the place, to be fair. Like, uh, even during the kind of the 17th century, there were, like, bounties placed on, like, hunting parties for wolves. Like, the, it was that serious. Like, the royalty were kind of getting involved, putting bounties out for people to go out and bring in as many wolf skins as they could. And, unfortunately, the last recorded account of a wolf uh, was in County Carlow, I think around 1800. I could be wrong, but the wolf was apparently killing a sheep and someone got together a party, came out and killed it. So the cool thing about the wolves is, and the werewolves is that the, these are actually like pretty well recorded in Irish history and like in ancient Irish history as well. So there was a famous Welsh author, uh, Gerald of Wales, and he actually had a book called Topographa Hibernica or the Geography of Ireland. And he actually in this recorded, I think what's basically the most famous account of werewolves in, in Ossery and it's basically I think what kind of effectively put them on the map for lack of a better term. So Gerald he talks about the story of an unnamed priest because he would be unnamed. He was traveling from Ulster when he encountered a bunch of wolves in the woods and he was quite shocked by this and one wolf comes forward and begins to talk to him and starts to tell him you know don't be afraid of us we're okay and 
the priest is kind of obviously understandably shocked by this and pleads with the wolf not to attack him and to basically like communicate with him explain his story to him so the wolf then goes on to say uh there's two of us a man and a woman natives of ossery who through the curse of saint natalis the abbot are compelled every seven years to put off human form and to depart from the dwellings of man quitting the human form we then assume that of wolves at the end of seven years if chance to survive two other beings substituted in their place they return to their to their country and their former shape and now she who is my wife lies dangerously ill not inspired by divine charity to give her consolations to your priestly office so basically the priest is like okay <laughs> understandably probably quite taken aback by all of this gets a, a good bit of information dropped on him there but kind of handles it in a stride to be fair and uh decides he's going to be sound do his priestly duties even though it's a wolf and he's going to give the the last rites to the the female wolf so you know he, he's all he's convinced basically he's on board with this so the male wolf comes in and uh, i'm a bit confused with how this happens but it seems to be that he like drops his wolf form and uh reveals that he's a human and she seems to drop her wolf form as well and it turns out to be that she's quite an elderly woman and basically this was done to show that they're they're on the on the level with him so the priest gives communion to the wolf and basically gives her the last rites you know it's it's pretty clear that she's gonna die so the the male wolf as thanks leads the priest safely from the woods and then <laughs> this is the part that i find quite funny the wolf for some reason then makes a number of prophecies concerning the future of ireland and apparently warn, warns the priest about the norman invaders so the priest is apparently shocked by this and is summoned before a bishop in meath and on advice basically he's ordered to travel to meet the pope to present a story so it's quite the story for this priest like he's just out traveling from ulster all of a sudden meets werewolves gets prophecies said to him and then gets sent off to see the pope so yeah qu quite a bit happens there obviously you know i'm, I'm sure this is a story for i don't know warning about the normans or something I'm, I'm not sure what it was but pretty interesting and then when i looked into this further like leading on from that there's um a 13th century poem called men who change themselves into wolves and it describes that basically people are able to leave their human bodies behind and assume the shape of a wolf uh, and then their human bodies are basically like vulnerable while they're a wolf and any injury on the wolf is then reflected on the human form which is pretty interesting so it seems to be that it's not the traditional sense of werewolves where they like morph into a werewolf if they actually like leave their body and become a wolf so yeah they they have to be careful friends and family are basically told don't touch their bodies any disturbance at all could hurt them or potentially kill them and uh they basically have to like keep an eye out for them while they're off doing wolf things so yeah just to kind of like round it off then i i did see mentioned online on the website i mentioned earlier by bertie brosnan that he says that there's evidence that suggests that there's the belief in irish werewolves actually persisted well into the 18th and 19th centuries and says that some historical accounts indicate that people who exhibited erratic or violent behavior were basically accused of being werewolves and were sometimes subjected to punishments which is kind of a bit of a contradiction because you know what i just said there was that werewolves were viewed as protectors in society but then also at the same time if someone was being violent or erratic they're also a werewolf so can't really win there um so yeah that that's kind of it so so yeah like there there are other stories of werewolves um there's the uh lanyok failed he's the the wolf man of tipperary 
it, it's a whole other story about men who shift into wolf shapes and one man in particular has like kids and everything and they become wolves as well and they go off and kill herds of sheep and all that so there, there is more to it and there's obviously not just irish stories then there's some norse versions as well where they talk about again the werewolves of ossery they talk about these people in tipperary so yeah the you know there there is quite a bit to it and you know that i it's one of these interesting things that i really wasn't too aware of irish werewolves i kind of knew something about them but that was kind of it and like obviously everyone knows about the standard werewolves but i wasn't really aware that this was like a quite an ancient irish tradition as well and stories so really really interesting to look into i'd really recommend anyone who is interested to to look into it further and there's even more stories that come out of it as well like more irish folklore stories for anyone that remembers the fomorians episode i talked about Cullen, who was uh, an irish hero he pops up again fighting wolves and, and things like that so i might do another <laughs> another story on him i might actually dedicate a full episode to Cullen because he's very very interesting character but yeah that's it i i hope you enjoyed this episode and you learned just a little bit more about werewolves they're they're an interesting interesting bunch not the usual stephanie meyer werewolves either which is uh, a nice thing i'm sure but yeah as i said I, I hope you learned a little bit more and you know if you did enjoy it you you might get in touch with us on instagram at the spooky af pod let us know what you think and you know if you have any of your own stories and anything that you'd like to share with us do do get in touch we also have a gmail the spooky af podcast at gmail.com you can reach us there and send us on any stories if you want we actually have two or three listener stories now which we'll we'll share in future episodes but apart from that hope you all have a lovely day whatever it is that you're doing and you know we'll see you in the next episode take it easy guys